afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on the BetUS NBA show. I'm with Alex Christensen, Josh C. I'm Kate Constable, ready to get things rolling here today. Lesson learned yesterday, Josh, I'm going to say. Don't ever bet on the Pacers <laughs> again, right? Pacers, minus one and a half over oh. the Heat. The Heat had no one on their roster, and they got beat by 29. Do it. Not a good yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, Alex has been ahead of the uh, eight ball on that one for a little while now, and I kind of wish he was on the show yesterday to talk us off that ledge because we should know better and we don't know better. And I like to think I now do know better, but um, yeah, let's see how that plays out in a week or two. (laughs) Right. But the Suns, they were a positive spot for us yesterday, although I'm sorry, Josh, not for the team total. But they keep winning... Is it, Alex, was yesterday's game the Suns playing really well or the Lakers playing not so great? Yes. I think this is the new world. The Lakers are not very good. I mean, <laughs> I'm holding back some cautious optimism. I may or may not have a bunch of tickets for the Lakers to miss the playoffs at like 20 to 1, but everyone keeps talking about the, the Lakers getting it together. I mean, they played the easiest schedule in the NBA till now. It's only going to get harder. And this Suns team, you know, everybody expects a little bit of, you know, kind of negative regression after your team finishes second, doesn't win the title, you know, when they get all the way to the championship. But the Suns went out, retooled, they come back, they look just as good, if not better than they are. I think this is going to be one in what will be a long line of Suns-Lakers blowouts in the, in the short-term future. And LeBron James twisted his ankle in the second half. It looked okay. He played the rest of the game with it. But if he goes out and sits out with that ankle injury for a couple games, maybe even up to a week or two, this Lakers team is in big, big trouble because AD's out for four weeks and Alex is loving every second of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have a five-game slate today. One game canceled, the Raptors and the Chicago Bulls because the Raptors are completely decimated. Uh, They aren't able to field eight players for that game tonight. So, again, that game is off the charts. But we will talk about three of these games. But before we do, as always, let's start by checking out our our schedule, our leaderboard. See who has been winning and losing. Chris still leading the pack. I'm coming up on him, though. This was a past week was a good week for me. I say that with caution because I know it can go downhill very quickly. Alex sitting at 37, 35, and Josh 29 and 35. 159. 141 altogether, though. Great, uh, great total for us as a team. All right, kicking things off today. Before we do, um, feel free to join us in the chat. We'd love to hear who you're betting on, what you think of our picks, and also give us a little like. Show us some love on the, um, give us a thumbs up on, on the YouTube page. All right, kicking things off here with the Rockets and the Bucks. Bucks a nine point favorite at home. Total sitting at 224. The Bucs, outside of Giannis, have most of their players healthy and playing tonight. The Rockets have a couple players that are questionable. Christian Wood with that ankle. Jalen Green still out, but looks like he might be coming back tomorrow. Alex, you're playing a Rockets team total. I'm not surprised. Under 107.5. Why do you like it today? It'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks. They come into this game, second loss in a row, losing to New Orleans in New Orleans, losing to Cleveland at home. They're just losing, getting kind of embarrassed by Cleveland at home. I think that sets up a really nice, strong bounce-back spot for us. 
I would be much happier if, you know, Giannis was in this game. He brings a level of defensive play that, you know, really lifts this Milwaukee team. But it looks like Christian Wood is going to be out. This is the first night of a back-to-back. My guess is he rests tonight, plays tomorrow. That's kind of what it looks like based on kind of the rhythm there. And it just really limits the Rockets' offense. He really is kind of their most potent offensive piece. And again, even if he is on the floor, Milwaukee has the guys, has the length to kind of slow this team down a little bit. And again, we've seen Milwaukee time and time again come into these bounce-back situations after one or two losses and really kind of tighten the screws on defense. So I expect Bud and Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee to lock all windows and doors tonight. Rockets team total under 107.5. The Rockets have hit under 107.5 in 11 of 16 games they played against teams with a defensive rating in the top half of the league, and the Bucs have a defensive rating in the top half. So looking good for you there, Alex. Josh, in terms of the spread here, nine points is a lot when there's so many uncertainties right now with health and players who's in, who's out. Um, I know I know the Bucs are fairly solid, but is nine points too much to be given up? Yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, I don't necessarily show an edge on the market, but you know, backing up, I think what Alex says as well, if we get Milwaukee's best efforts defensively, then I think they cover the nine points. I think there's a correlation between Houston staying under that team total and Milwaukee covering the line here, just because offensively, I think the Bucs are just going to be able to do whatever the hell they want, like most teams do against the Rockets. There's very little resistance at that end of the floor from them. Um, you know, they are very reliant on getting things going offensively in order to stay in games and win games outright. So, yeah, I think I do agree that the Bucks defensively should be able to keep Houston in check, especially if Christian Wood sits, which I also expect to be the case here. Um, and if that's the case, then I would lean towards the Bucks minus nine if I had to play a side here as well. Like I said, I just think there's correlation between the two there. I uh, haven't got involved there because I am pretty much right on market. Um, just a little bit under here, I think, on the Milwaukee side. But yeah, it's certainly a bucks or pass situation here, even with no Giannis and no Bobby Portis. You mentioned you think the Bucks will be able to get whatever they want. The Rockets gave up 73 first half points to the Bulls on Monday. So in that game, the Bulls were able to get whatever they wanted. So possibly a similar story here tonight. Alex is playing the Rockets team total under 107 and a half. The Denver Nuggets are in Oklahoma City tonight, taking on the Thunder. Nuggets are a six-point favorite on the road. This total set at 213. The Thunder are on a two-game win streak. They beat the Clippers and most recently the Grizzlies in John Morant's first game back with Memphis. The Nuggets, they have a great rest advantage coming into this game. Their game on Sunday against the Nets was postponed because the Nets didn't have enough players to play, and so they haven't played the Nuggets, that is, since beating Atlanta on Friday. Josh, under 213 is your play for this game. The Nuggets' last six games have gone over that total. So why will tonight be different? Yeah, look, I mean, one thing we've sort of spoken about on the show plenty of times is how when it comes to Denver, you either get a really good offensive performance, which comes with a really bad defensive performance, or you get a really good defensive effort and a sloppy offensive effort to match. And I'm obviously hoping it's the latter tonight. And it kind of sets itself up to be like that, I think, just given, you know, they have had an extended rest. They are at the front end of a back-to-back as well. Maybe they're looking ahead to tomorrow, given that, you know, they're playing a Thunder team that I think is pretty well known to be limited in what they can do offensively. Um, They are 
two wins in two games, which is extraordinary. I think it's fair to say for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But at the same time, you know, I'm not reading too much into that and saying that they've necessarily turned a corner either. Um, at the bottom line is as well, these two teams, very slow paced, uh, very half court orientated. Neither likes to play in transition. Um, neither is particularly efficient in transition either. So if that's the case, I do think we get the best of Denver defensively. Um, and like I said, when we do, we get some pretty sloppy offensive sets, which wouldn't surprise me either, just given that we might have them looking ahead a little bit here. Um, but I don't think Oklahoma City can necessarily do too much to hurt them. The flip side, I think the Thunder defense has slightly improved over the past sort of two or three weeks now. Uh, they'll be able to at least limit Denver in certain areas, especially inside the paint there. They seem to get beaten up a lot on the perimeter, which is not something Denver is going to particularly do, I don't think, given the outset they have at the moment. So, yeah, it sort of lines itself up to be an unders play. I come out at about 208.5 in this one. So as long as the pace does stay down and we get at least some sort of effort from Denver defensively, I think we should see this one stay under pretty comfortably. I would love to see a defensive effort from Denver as well because I'm playing Denver minus six in this one. Nuggets are first in the league in opponent second chance points. And the Thunder, they shoot 41% from the field, 31% from three as a team this year. So I'm happy to bet against a poor shooting team, knowing that they're not going to knock down too many baskets and then not have many opportunities for second chance points to score in this one. I also think Nikola Jokic is going to be able to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants in this game. Size advantage on Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Derek Favors. Not only size advantage, just talent advantage is too. Jokic is just going to have a field day today. So I am taking the Nuggets minus six. Alex, thoughts on this game? I like what you guys are looking at here. I have this, this just all just kind of came right on top of my numbers. I thought about actually betting Oklahoma City a little bit earlier, but really tough spot for them. And again, it's just the matchup with some of these big men. They have just gotten slaughtered by teams with good big men the last couple of weeks. So I think take your Jokic, play all the over, the points, rebounds, and assists, everything. Just pile up your Jokic stuff. Um, should be a good spot for the Nuggets tonight. I think Jokic does lead them to the victory. The Nuggets have also covered the spread in 13 of their last 15 games against OKC. So I'm taking Nuggets minus six. Josh taking the under 213. The Clippers are in Sacramento tonight to take on the Kings. Clippers are a six, five and a half point favorite, favorite rather. This number has been dropping because the Clippers have a few players that have most recently been um, out. Reggie Jackson was just announced that he's in health and safety protocols. And Luke Kennard will also be out tonight with a ankle, hamstring, some sort of injury. So this this line moved just a little bit. But all three of us have plays on this game. We all liked the spread on this one. Josh, I'll start with you. Do you feel okay betting it, knowing that Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard were recently rolled out? Uh, I do. Obviously, I would prefer to have locked in a four and a half, which I think is where market has settled now. Um, you know, you look at the Sacramento situation, obviously they've been hit pretty hard with health and safety protocols. And one thing we've seen from them in that span is that the drop-off in talent outside of, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, basically, and maybe Harrison Barnes as well getting a pass there is pretty drastic, um, especially when that second unit comes into play. Things get really, really messy. Uh, the offense dries up almost entirely. And I don't think that that starting unit can quite do enough to keep them in the contest, just given how good the Clippers are defensively and how well they match up. I think with Sacramento in uh, a lot of areas, 
we see the Kings running a lot of pick and roll action, and that's probably something the Clippers defend better than anyone in the league. Their points per possession defending pick and rolls as well, actually second in the league. So, yeah, I don't think the Clippers have a whole lot of trouble keeping Sacramento in check in this game. Um, and like I said, the drop-off, I think, in talent for Sacramento is just too noticeable that even with the Clippers outs, they should be able to do enough and put up enough points to cover the spread. Um, like I said, I'd much rather be on a four and a half here, but I'm not exactly overly phased either being on a five and a half. I do think that the Clippers should get it done pretty comfortably in the end, um, so long as you know Paul George is good to go by the time tip-off comes around. Yeah, things might change if Paul George is out, but so far he's rolled in and playing tonight. This is also the third time these two teams have met this season. The Kings took both of those first games in a home-and-away series. Uh, and so that, This is a little bit of a motivation spot for me playing this game because who wants to lose to the Kings three times this season? And they also, the Clippers, lost at home to the Spurs by 22 in their last outing. So they're going to want to bounce back from a terrible performance against the Spurs not wanting to lose three in this season to the Kings already. So I like the uh, Clippers just from a motivational standpoint tonight. Alex, where's your head at in this game? Yeah, I think this is a great bounce back spot for a Clippers team that was struggling to reintegrate Paul George in the last game. You know, not your best opponent coming back, having to face a Spurs team that, you know, is pushing pace. We talked about um, them having a possession every 13.7 seconds, which, again, is just staggering. So I think that was kind of a struggle for them in their last game. Yes, it's a quick, you know, sort of one-game uh, day trip, if you will, as we've been trying to call them the one-day roadies. Um, but they've got a couple days after this. Basically, this is their last game before Christmas. I expect them to want to put, you know, a good kind of finish on before this break. Ty Lua has been a very good coach. I think he's really one of the reasons this Clippers team has exceeded my expectations and the expectations of a lot of other people. So I think we're going to come out to a really nice concerted effort here. And, you know, as much as I don't love, you know, missing Reggie Jackson, I could care less about Luke Kennard. Um, <laughs> as long as the Clippers have Paul George here and kind of the rest of the team, I think they'll be okay. You know, the Kings missing De'Aaron Fox, missing Rashawn Holmes, Davion Mitchell. Those are just really, really important names. I mean, it's Tyrese Halliburton and Harrison Barnes left. Something like that. It's not great. Buddy so, love love yeah. the clips tonight. All right. Well, all three of us taking the Clippers minus five and a half. Keep an eye on players getting uh, reported being out for the Clippers because they did have a couple in the last hour. All right. Questions. What do we think about the Cavs against the Celtics tonight? Josh, you're the Celtics fan. Can they beat the Cavs? Well, they really should beat the Cavs, I think, just given the situation for Cleveland at the moment. No Jared Allen today, Evan Mobley's still out for them as well, Okoro's out as well. Um, <clears throat> all that said, I mean, the line kind of makes sense, I guess. I, I wouldn't touch it personally. <laughs> you know, uh, we haven't seen the consistency yet from Boston. I think, obviously, when they're fully healthy, um, they're probably a better team than what we've seen for the large majority of this season. But at the same time, they're not today either, so... Still no Al Horford for them, which is still pivotal, I think, um, in quite a few areas. They should cover. I do lean towards the over here as well. We've seen money sort of come in that direction, which isn't too surprising. Um, a Celtics team total over, probably worth a look as well, just given how they've been playing of late, trying to push that tempo and should have success, given that the lack of rim protection for Cleveland today means that they should be able to get what they want inside. Uh, Robert Williams also back, I think, a big boost for them. So lean towards the over is probably the 
better play, I think, in that game. I think the Celtics should get it done. But, yeah, that line looks pretty on point. Alex, any thoughts on your end? Leading towards the Celtics, um, thought about maybe taking a team total under here um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's tough to figure them out again. Without these big defensive pieces in, they've actually picked up their pace a little bit. The reason I might go back to it, it looks like Kevin Love is questionable. He wasn't on the injury report this morning, so my guess is he's going to trend out. If he does, I don't know who's left to really score any points on this Cleveland team. So uh, this is when I'm going to wait up maybe just till game time. I'll probably end up with a Cavaliers team total under, maybe Celtics minus six. I mean... As you start to look at this more and more, the Celtics are missing some pieces. I mean, you know, I'd rather have Josh Richardson in tonight. Al Horford would be nice, but it's mostly guys that aren't big movers of the needle. Jalen Brown's still here. Marcus Smart's still here. Tatum's going to play. Like you said, Robert Williams is going to be in. So should be a good spot for the Celtics. I was actually a little surprised the number didn't stretch out. I, I wonder if this is part of the market's confusion in general around Cleveland. Cleveland numbers have been wrong all season, and, and this just might be the first one that's wrong the other way. This might be the first time to really sell the, the Cavaliers hard, but I'm just not quite there yet. Might get there in the next hour or so. We'll see who's left on the floor. All right. Let's take a look at our best bets for the day. May have some on the Celtics later this afternoon, but for our show's best bets, all three of us love the Clippers tonight at minus five and a half. A Rockets team total for Alex. Looks new there. Josh taking the Clippers at Kings under, and I'm uh, siding with the Nuggets tonight. Well, a very short but sweet show today. More basketball coming at you again tomorrow, which is where you can find us here, 4 p.m. Eastern. Again, we would love it if you could give us a like, follow, subscribe to the channel, and we will see you all back here tomorrow. Have a good night.